Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology and coaching to help you face adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are certified life coaches and speech language pathologists, and we will help you manage your mind, your emotions, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. This is Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and this is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 8, The Equation of Life. Hello, Leah. Hello. How are you today, Heather? I'm good. How was your week? It's been pretty good. It's always a good week when the sun is shining a little bit. I know. It's gorgeous today. It's so nice to see the sun, although it is super, super cold. It's super cold, but that's usually what happens, right? We get the super cold weather, but we get the blue sky and sunshine. But I felt like I needed that vitamin D. I feel like since we've been in uh, lockdown here in Toronto, I need to see that sun. Mm -hmm. You know, all that's missing is snow. I want that. I want sunshine and snow. (laughs) I don't know. I'm from Montreal. I feel like I've had enough snow for my entire life. So I'm okay with just the cold without the snow, but I know a lot of people would disagree with me, but Mm -hmm. I don't mind not having to get up and shovel my way out of things. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Well, you live in a a house with a front door. (laughs) Yeah, but at least we don't have a driveway in Toronto. We have street parking. So Mm. it's not the same type of shoveling that I grew up with in Montreal, where we had like this huge driveway to shovel. But still the problem with Toronto street parking, when you park your car, you have to dig yourself out. Yeah. And you go somewhere, you could come back and somebody could take that spot that you spent all that time digging out and you have to dig into another spot. So I really prefer no snow. So much easier on my parking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good thing about lockdown is um, you don't have anywhere to go. So (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) I was thinking that, I mean, you and I both have um, been speech pathologists for ages working in the community. So I have always driven like 15 hours a week is usually my regular. In fact, when my husband met me, he asked me if I was a trucker or something. I was on the road so often. But since we have gone virtual, I think I have filled my truck seriously under 10 times in the past year. almost a year under 10 times. Whereas I used to be putting in a tank of gas, like every week, every week, sometimes more depending on if my kids were using the truck too. So this is a big, big difference to be Mm -hmm. in, uh, to be locked inside. So that's why I do love getting out and getting the exercise and Mm -hmm. getting the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Well, you can plan for that today. Perfect. Okay. We are going to have some fun today. We talked back in episode four about the facts or the circumstances in our lives and then the thoughts in our lives. So we are going to expand on that today. That's right. So we are going to share with you one of the main coaching tools that you and I both use in our coaching practice. Mm-hmm. So it's actually created by one of our mentors who is the founder of the Life Coach School where we both certified, Brooke Castillo. And some of you though will recognize bits and pieces of the information. And that's because although you know Brooke, Brooke created what she calls quote unquote the model, it's really 
based on a lot of different theories that have been around a long time. So she took from various psychological theories, CBT is um, a prevalent one, different thought leaders and spiritual leaders. So the information is not new, but I do like the framework, which she put it into because it's super easy to use. And for me, the simplicity of it was really life-changing. So it's basically a framework that you can use to solve any problem in your life. And it's a secret to your emotional health in our modern world. And I'm not kidding. Using it, not just knowing it, but using the model will change your life. It's changed my life. I know it's changed your life, Heather. And so we want to share this gem with you. Mm -hmm. And I just want to emphasize that there's such a big difference between knowing something and actually doing or applying something. So that's where all the benefits come from. So it's, it's a shame that we don't learn about this, this in school, this tool, or in earlier in life, because it is so immensely powerful. It is. It really is. And it's basically an awareness building tool. So it's powerful because it helps you shed light on why you do or don't do things and the results that are being created in your life. It helps you understand that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we refer to it as the model, but you can also think of it as the equation of life. So when we look at the equation, it helps us see why we're feeling the way we feel, why we do or don't do everything in life and why we're getting the results or not in our life. So all of this gives us so much valuable information and it's the model or the equation of life is really used to reveal the causal relationships between our thoughts, our feelings, actions, and results. It's not designed to solve or fix problems. It just reveals them. And it's also not designed just to make you feel better. <laughs> That's the other thing. I think, I think that sometimes when we teach people, they'll be like, well, I'm using the model. And I'm not feeling any better. And I'm like, well, no, it's actually not designed to make you feel better. It's designed to make you aware of what you're doing and how it's contributing to how you're feeling and the results in your life. Yeah. It's not a magical tool. <laughs> no, it it's... kind of is because we can realize that we have control over so many things, but it doesn't, it doesn't take care of things for you magically to make you feel better all the time. Because really, as we're going to talk about in upcoming episodes, our goal in life is not to feel good all the time. Just to feel, yeah, feel it all. Feel it all. Okay. So the equation of life is based on some of the following ideas. We cannot control the world. But wouldn't it be great if we could? I'm just saying, mm -hmm. if I could just control a few things, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think it would be so bad. Or, or all the people. Other people in the world. Or my kids. If I could just control my yeah. kids. <laughs> I know that every mother out there is like, yeah, if they would only listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another point, nothing outside of us has the power to make us feel good or bad. Yeah, that's a big one. So the idea of you hurt my feelings is such a big fallacy. Mm -hmm. Nobody can hurt our feelings. Although again, that doesn't mean we go around doing things that are unkind because we're also responsible for our own behaviors. So we own our own feelings and we own our own behaviors. Mm -hmm. It is not the circumstances 
but our thoughts about the circumstances that create our experience in life. That's right. So for example, it's not the lockdown that causes us suffering. It's our thoughts about how bad the lockdown is that cause us suffering. Yeah. And I think when I was learning the model, understanding that our circumstance is just, it's there. It's, it's just yeah. there. And it's there until we have a thought about it. Yeah. It's just the fact. Yeah. Yep. We attract what we think about. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Because if you have something like an abundant mindset, you will attract more wealth. Now, whatever wealth means to you, whatever currency that is, whatever you think about, you will attract. Mm-hmm. Emotions are vibrations that lead to action or inaction. Mm-hmm. I like that one too, because I always think that sometimes the action or the inaction we can take, it can be fueled by different feelings. So curiosity will lead us to figure something out, whereas feeling stressed or overwhelmed can lead us to getting stuck. So they're mm-hmm. very closely linked to our emotions and what we do or don't do. Right. Um, we can't permanently change our results without changing our thoughts. Yes, that one is a hard one to learn. But a good example is you train for the marathon and then you give up running altogether after you complete it, depending on your thoughts or your reason on why you started training. If you want something to stick, you've got to have a solid why that comes back to Simon Sinek and how he talks all about you've got to start with the why. It's an awesome book, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we coach on the, the thought line first, yeah. not the action line first, yeah. because actions don't lead to long lasting results. Exactly. So don't worry, we'll explain all these lines to you that we're talking about. <laughs> right. Okay. You, um, you don't have to get anything to feel better. We can feel better right now. Mm-hmm, because it's our thoughts, not things that create our feelings. So we get to choose our thoughts. Okay. The last, the last point being conscious and choosing our thoughts are the most important components to feeling better. And thoughts are 100% optional. They are our human superpower. (laughs) I love thinking about that because we get to decide what to think. So there are reasons why we want to use this framework as much as possible. I personally like to use it daily. And the first one, as we talked about earlier, is to build awareness. You know, we want to shine that torch in our minds. And we talked a lot about that in episode three. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, about shining a light in your mind, go back and listen to episode three. But um, the second reason we do it is to gain perspective because we want to be the watcher or the observer of our thoughts. Now, the model can give us perspective of what's going on in our lives. We can step back and we can be the observer of what is going on in our mind. So like we're sitting back and watching that movie that's happening in you. We're shining that light around your brain. And the model is like a magnifying glass showing you whatever is going on in your life. That's one of the main reasons why we use it. And lastly, a main reason why we want to do these models as frequently as possible is because they help us to think more deliberately, to create, to manifest whatever you want in your life. It can help you live your life with intention. 
Because sometimes we go through life and we may not be aware of what results we're creating or that we have the power to create whatever results we want. Otherwise, we can end up feeling like a victim to our own circumstances in our life. And we may feel like someone else or, you know, something else is writing the story of our life. And the model helps us write our own intentional story. Yeah, I love that. Okay, enough talking about it. Let's get right down into it. So I will tell you on the surface, this sounds and looks pretty, pretty simple. And it is simple, but it's not always easy to use it effectively. It takes a lot of practice. Um, In our coaching practice, this is what we help our clients do. We are giving you all of the information here, but it's the application of the information where all of the magic happens. So first, we need to understand how the model works in our life and how it is the solution to every problem you have in life. And then in coaching, we teach you how to use it independently in your own life. And it's truly a powerful, life-changing tool. And it's the best gift that we can give you because you can can use it for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And you could do it by yourself. It's helpful to have somebody to help guide you and implement. I mean, I've been using it for a while now, but sometimes when I work with my coach and she does the model with me, I'm like, oh, I didn't see it that way before. So it's really helpful to have somebody also step outside and help us look at our models from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And basically the model is five lines and we'll go through each of them in a bit more depth, but the C stands for circumstance. T stands for thought. F stands for feeling. A is the action and R is the result. So C-T-F-A-R. So let's say something happens in life. It's the fact. And then when we have a thought about it, that thought creates a feeling. That feeling fuels all the actions we do or don't do. And all of the actions create the results in our life. That's right. But we also... I would suggest that you want to write your model down. You want to be able to see things and not just have all this information swirling in your mind. You want it to be reflected back to you. So even if you don't have a coach reflecting it back to you, if you have it on paper and that gets reflected back to you, that's even a, you know, a good idea. So I want you to try it and don't get discouraged. So you're going to write out five lines, C-T-F-A-R, and everything in life can fit into one of those lines. And just because I know you're probably all, you know, if you're driving or walking or thinking, what are they talking about? We actually created a free download for you, which you can find a link for in the show notes. It shows you the model in a bit more detail. So please go check out the download and you can come back and listen and grab some notes if you want. But the cool thing about the model is it's kind of like a puzzle we can play around with because we have these five lines and we can plug in almost anything that we do or say or feel. Anything will go into one of these lines and we can build a model and then you can plug in the results we want. We can work backwards. We can plug in the feeling that we want. It's really, it's, it's really cool to use, but go get that download and so you can have the visual and then you can start writing things down. Mm -hmm. The model is you can really play with it from different angles. And that's the best part about it. Okay, so here is the formula, the equation of life, the model, whatever you want to call it, everything in your life can fit into one of these lines. So it all starts with the C line. And this means circumstances. 
Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about circumstances. A circumstance is a data point that has happened in the world. It's a fact. It's out of our immediate control most of the time. It's provable in a court of law. Everyone would agree um, on a circumstance. And I love to think about a circumstance like a blank white canvas. Nothing's on it. It's completely blank when it's given to us. Now, here are some examples of circumstances. The sky is blue, especially today. It's gloriously sunny. <laughs> we can't use the word gloriously in a no. circumstance because maybe we it's can't. not glorious to me. To everybody. <laughs> True. There is a carpet on the floor. I have a son. She said, I don't have time. So a circumstance can be what someone says. You just have to quote exactly what they have said. Yeah. I weigh 165 pounds. I have a boss. She didn't come home last night. So circumstance can also be an action. Very so, specific action. A very specific action. So I want, I want you to be as specific as possible when you pick a circumstance. So the more detail you can add, the better, because it, it becomes more specific. I, um, I often like to introduce some of the answers or to include some of the answers to the WH questions. So defining who was, who said this or who did that, um, what they did or what they didn't do, when they did it and where they did it. So for example, Last night, that would be when my boss, who said, I need this report, what, by Tuesday. So that's, that's an example of how to include specific details in the circumstance. So rather than making it vague, like um, my son, you want to you dive in deeper and, and include more detail. That's it. And the reason you want to get detailed is because the next line is the T line. And the T line is basically our thought line, what we think about the circumstance. So if you put something very general in your C line, like my son, you're going to have a lot of thoughts about your son. Some of them are going to be positive. Some of them are going to be negative. Um, so we want to be as specific as possible. Otherwise, we're going to have millions of thoughts. So the thought, what we think about our circumstances, they are the phrases or sentences or the words that are happening in your mind. They are always optional. We choose our thoughts. Even if we think a thought long enough or often enough, it will actually become a belief. So a belief and a thought, we can sort of use um, interchangeably there because a belief is just a thought that you've thought over and over and over again. And it may feel true because we have the thought so often, but it's actually just a story that we tell ourselves about what we make the fact mean. And it is different for everybody. The other important thing about thoughts is they're not right or wrong. Like we don't, again, we don't do the model to judge ourselves. So we're not doing the model to think, oh, I have a bad thought or a good thought. They're just, they're just thoughts, what we're thinking. It's more important for us to ask if the thought is helpful, if it makes you feel how you want to feel than if it's true or not. Because I've sometimes when I'm coaching with somebody, 
they'll say to me, no, 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 but it's true. It's true. I don't usually argue with people about whether a thought is true, because if it's true for you, it's something you've thought over and over and over again, that's fine. But is it helpful to you? That's the most important thing we can ask about thoughts. And that's important because thoughts actually create our emotions, which then fuel our actions with create our results. So our thoughts are literally creating our reality. And I love what you said, Heather, about the white canvas, that the circumstances, the white canvas, because our thoughts, they're basically the color that you put on the canvas. You get to choose what colors and shapes and textures. And sometimes you're gonna wanna maybe paint it black. And other times it's gonna be rainbow colors. So there's no judgment on it. It's just your choice. You can have the same white canvas and everybody is gonna put a different design on it. And you can have the same white canvas and every day you're going to choose a different design to put on it. So as a rule, when we notice that we're experiencing something, we would consider a problem in our life. We actually can always find that the cause of the problem is in our thought line. So really all problems in life are thought problems. So that's something mm -hmm. to think about. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I just want to add that on the, the T line, we're only taking one thought mm. at a time. Yes. No no more. We don't need a whole story. It's just one. We're dissecting one thought at a time. So if you have um, the circumstance, let's go back up. Um, the sky is blue. One thought about that could be, I don't know, Leah. It's a beautiful day outside. Yeah, exactly. So that would be the thought that we would run with. Okay. So after the next line is our feeling line, our F line. And a feeling is one word. Okay. Just one word. There may be a few feelings that feel, um, that come up for you, but you, I want you to think of the one that is predominant. Yeah. I think that goes, like you said, like for every circumstance, you're going to have tons of thoughts, but just pick one for the ease of the model. Same thing with feeling. You can have lots of feelings about one specific thought, but you just want to go with that primary one because otherwise it gets too confusing when you're dealing with so much information. You're trying to get as simple as possible to break it down. Yeah. One thought, one feeling. Yep. A feeling is a vibration that goes through your body. So we think a thought and that thought releases chemicals and hormones that course through your body. Feelings can be positive or negative. And I don't, I don't like charging um, emotions in this binary way. I like to think of unpleasant and pleasant feelings just because all feelings matter. All feelings are created equal. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I refer to them as pleasant or unpleasant rather than positive or negative. That's just my preference. We all understand what it means, though, to have a positive feeling or a negative feeling. Yeah. And we're going to talk in future about the whole idea of positive, negative. But I agree. It sort of categorizes. It makes it seem like some feelings are bad, where <laughs> it's just some of them are more unpleasant to feel. But when we say positive or negative or good or bad or pleasant or unpleasant, we're, we're not labeling them as like unhealthy and you shouldn't have. We're just they're representing usually how we feel about it. It's unpleasant in our body to feel. Mm -hmm. And feelings drive everything we do in life, everything we do or don't do in order to feel a certain way. Okay. So 
not to confuse things, but <laughs> I'm going to get a little more specific. There's a little caveat, okay? Feelings are different than sensations. So a feeling starts in the brain with a thought and then runs through our body, okay? A sensation starts in the body and then goes to our brain. In some cases, as we talked about the pod- in the podcast last week, our body remembers trauma and can activate the stress response which brings about all sorts of sensations in our body and thoughts about the perceived threat. So essentially, sensations would go in the circumstance or the sea line of the model or are triggered by a circumstance. But I'm not going to go get into that right now because it could be too confusing. I just want you to know that we recognize that the body can have a response to unconscious memories and thoughts and perceived threats. So not all feelings are driven by conscious thoughts. Yeah, I I think that's definitely an important distinction to make because we do work with a lot of people who have experienced uh, lots of different trauma. And sometimes the trauma, um, you know, the body holds on to certain memories, has a certain reaction. There's unconscious thoughts that we're not aware of. So I'm glad that you made that distinction. It's a little too deep for us to go here, but definitely when we work with clients, we work through this a little bit more. Um, But our feelings are what fuel the next line, which is the A line, we call it. And this is the action line. Now the action is driven by a feeling. It is what we do. So we call that the action, but it's also what we don't do the inaction of things. And sometimes that can be a lot more powerful or we have a lot more inactions than we do have actions. It can also be how we respond. So the reactions to things. It can also be further divided into internal and external. So internal is basically my action is I'll have more thoughts, more feelings. I might ruminate. I might worry. I might spin. I might uh, fret. I might have all sorts of things going on in my mind. (laughs) This happens to me. I have a lot of internal actions that happen. My mind is very, very busy. Um, Or it could be external, which is what we say, what we do. So it can be a combination of the actions or inactions, what we don't do too. Now, the other one, distinction, actions can be divided into all sorts of categories, but they can be passive, which a passive action Things like that we're consuming things, like we're reading, we're listening, we're watching, we're thinking. So sometimes it feels like we're doing something, but passive actions won't lead to results on their own because we have to actually do something. And we refer to this as massive action. Massive action basically means active action. It doesn't mean anything gigantic. It just means that it's going to move us. So massive action is where we create things where we do things until we get the result that we want. So we're acting, we're doing. Massive action is what creates results. So we need passive action too. So we need to have all that consumption, but then we've got to do something with all that passive. We want to make sure that it is always followed by massive action. So it's good to try to balance it out. If you were to say like every hour of passive is matched with an hour of something more active or more massive because it is that action that's going to create our last line, which is the results line, the R line. Mm -hmm, So good. And I, I wanted to add that the 
A line or the action line is the only line that we want to brainstorm as many things as possible. That's right. Yeah. So unlike the one thought, unlike the one feeling, we want to write as many things that we're doing, not doing, or how we're reacting as we can in that A line. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very important point. Okay. So the last line is the R line. And this is the result that we are creating by the action that we're taking or not taking or the reaction that we have. So the result often provides evidence for our original thought. So the result often proves our thoughts. It provides evidence to support the thought or it mirrors our thought. And that's why we say, you know, what we focus on, we will create. What we think, we will create. Uh, We can put anything in the R line, but the R line is always about you. It's your result that you're creating for yourself. You can't put anyone else in the R line. So you want to be using... I, you know, or a pronoun that relates to yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish we could put other people in the R line and, um, you know, sometimes we could change things, but we can't do that. That when we see someone else in the R line, we're trying to jump into their model, (laughs) meaning that that is something that they need to be thinking if they want themselves in the R line. Mm-hmm. So those are the lines. That's the model, the equation of life, the formula, the framework, however you want to do it. But let's give a couple of examples because I, I find it always easier to understand. So if I think of a circumstance as something like my to-do list has 10 items, notice that's very specific. I'm not saying like my to-do list has a lot of items or I'm super busy. I'm very specific. It's very factual. I have a to-do list and it has 10 items. My thought could be, I'll never get this all done. My feeling then when I think a thought of I'll never get this all done, often my feeling can be one of overwhelm. And what do I do when I'm in overwhelm? Well, my actions are, I usually, I can either spin, I can procrastinate, I may start and stop things, I may jump around from task to task. So there's lots of different things, like you said, Heather, that A-line just loaded up, lots of different things I may do, but my result is, I likely won't get things done when I'm in overwhelm and I go back and forth. I procrastinate, I spin, I stop and start. My result is I don't get anything done. And so notice how my result line ends up matching my thought line. Cause my thought was I'll never get this done. And it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I won't get it done. And that's often what happens in our result. We create what we think. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. Now let's just tweak it a little bit. We're going to keep the same circumstance. Uh, my to-do list has 10 items. What if we were just to change our thought a little bit? Okay. So let's change our thought to, I just need to get started. Now that thought is going to generate a completely different feeling. So instead of overwhelm, it could uh, generate feeling determined. And when you feel determined, what do you do? Well, you get going, you take steps forward. And what happens as a result, you get things done. Yeah, I love that. How just a small tweak 
can make a difference. And that doesn't mean you have to make the small tweak. You don't have to change it right away, but it is interesting to notice how your thought generates a different feeling, which creates different actions, which then in essentially you have a different R line. So another example um, I'm gonna give is, so say my circumstance is my child uh, gets an F on an exam. And my thought is, I go to catastrophizing, which we'll talk about another time, but he's going <laughs> to fail in life. <laughs> and my feeling then will be anxious. So when I'm anxious, because I think, oh my gosh, my child is going to fail in life. I will do things like I'll start nagging him. I'm going to worry more. I'll probably get into some fights with him. I'll be on him. It will be tense. My result is I end up failing in the relationship that I want to have with him as a mother. I don't show up the way I want to show up. So that could be one of my results. I'm so anxious. I start acting not as the person I want to be. But again, if we just tweak it slightly and my thought becomes, I wonder what's happening with him. I'm sure he feels bad about this too. My feeling would be one of more compassion, which would lead me to actions of asking him, offering him help, giving him support, staying calm. And my result would be I'm showing up how I want to show up. Now, this is really funny because I have done <laughs> that first model where I let my, my mind go crazy with it. So if my kids are listening, they'd be like, oh, I wish she had altered her thought. <laughs> wish I had had these. Um, I wish I had this model earlier with my kids. Uh, I'm trying much harder now to be thinking thoughts that will help me um, have feelings that will fuel the way I want to be. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I did my best with what I knew how at the time when I knew how. Mm -hmm. It's such a great example. Now, as Leah mentioned earlier, we don't do models to judge ourselves. That's not the purpose at all. We do models to see what our brain is doing when it's, in, run, when it's running in default setting. The model shows us what our automatic thoughts uh, are and what our go-to thoughts are. And then we can see uh, what we are creating. Now, this doesn't mean that we always wanna change our model or change our thought. You may want to, but you may not. You may want to feel angry at someone or a circumstance or, um, a, or hurt. So the goal is not to do a model to make you feel better. You can play around with the model to help you feel better. But the purpose of the model is to see what you're creating on that default setting. Yeah, and I don't think we can emphasize that enough. It's not about trying to feel better. It's trying to mm -hmm. see what you're automatically creating. We call that the unintentional model or the default model. And then you can decide, do I want to intentionally create something else? Or do I just want to stay with what I'm already created? You may be satisfied with what you're already created. Or for, for me, sometimes I don't feel ready to create something else. I want to sit in some unpleasant feel. I want to be angry. I want to be frustrated. I want to be hurt, but I also know I have the power to intentionally create something else with what we call the deliberate model or an intentional model. That's what we choose to create. I have the power to do that as well. Yeah, that's such a good point. Another example is, let's say the circumstance is she said, you're not doing it right. 
the thought about that circumstance is she is so mean. The feeling that is generated is hurt. And the actions that we take from feeling hurt are we keep having bad thoughts. We complain to others. uh, We talk to others about how mean she is. We spin in a story that makes you feel better and look better. And the result is uh, you end up being mean to yourself. So or even mean to the other people, other person, you're mean. Yeah. It's you end up being mean. Yeah. 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 Another great example. Um, so let's review it. So we will just break it down with the letter C T F A R C is your circumstance. These are the facts in your life things that everybody's going to agree on, usually out of your control, or at the very least, it's much harder for you to control. These are things that just exist. And then we have a thought about them. Um, The thought is the next line, the T line. We choose to think a certain way about our circumstances or the facts. And these thoughts are 100% optional. We can have many, many, many different thoughts about the same circumstance. And people will have many, many, many different thoughts. We get to choose. Then the F line, our thoughts create our feelings, which is the next one. And basically feelings are the vibration that runs through our body. Um, We try to label the feeling in just one word, and they are really the reason behind everything. Everything we do in life is to create a feeling. So feelings are what drive us to do or not do everything. We do or not do things based on how we think we're going to feel. And then our feelings fuel our actions, which is the A line, which is everything we do or we don't do, our action, our inaction, our reaction. They can be internal things, they can be external things, they can be passive things, they can be massive things. And these actions, what we do, what we don't do, they create our results. The results is basically the life that we live. Our results are usually very closely tied to our thoughts. So if you wanna get an indicator of what your results gonna be, you dive deep in your thoughts. That's why we spend so much time coaching on thoughts. There's a lot of coaches that will coach on what we call the A-line. They'll coach on giving you all the actions to do. But we know that if you do actions and they aren't fueled by thoughts and feelings that drive you to those actions, then just changing your actions is a very, very temporary thing to do. So that's why we spend so much time on the thoughts. Mm -hmm. So the model is an awesome tool and it looks super easy. And it is once you get the hang of it, it can also blow your mind with what you uncover by using it. So get curious and play around with it. That's what we recommend. Once again, we have a free download. So check it out in our show notes for that link. And we also go live every week in our Building Resilience Facebook group, the same day as the podcast airs. So every Wednesday at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time, we usually go a little bit deeper about all the topics that we talk about. So we would love for you to join us. That's right. So join us there. Make sure to grab the free download. And you can also check out our website, which is www.hl-lifecoaching.com. And you can sign up for our weekly emails to make sure you don't miss anything. 
Anyhow, that is it for us today. Hope everybody has a wonderful day and gets outside to enjoy whatever weather you're going to be enjoying because it is a thought whether you love the weather or don't love the weather. <laughs> Just a thought. Yes, exactly. Thought. Okay, take care, everybody. Bye.